You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. And we're back for another exciting episode of XOXO After Dark Cast. I'm here in the studio with Abby, Kate, Lauren, and Diana. Hello. Hi. And we're going to be talking, I think, it, we, it was a struggle today because we've done Europe. We've talked about amazing books set in Europe, um, old movies, mm-hmm. um, which all dovetail with our best-selling guest, Terry Wilson, and who's a, a, an author of ours that we're very excited to talk to. So the cover of Terry's first book has a Vespa on it. So I think we're going to talk about motorcycles and Vespas before we jump into... Yeah, it works for me. <laughs> we've never covered that topic before. It's good. Act it, one is going to be as delightful and unstable as a Vespa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's real. Okay, so my motorcycle story. I am forbidden from going on motorcycles. So am I. My mom said no, always. My dad. Okay, two, so... The, two groundings already. The only wow. two rules... Well, I only have one. It's no motorcycles. no motorcycles. Ours was no motorcycles and no private planes. Oh. No, what? like, prop planes. Because uh, my mom one time dated a guy. You know, the guy. terrible Cessnas that always hit yes, a mountain. Yes, exactly. The, that Harrison Ford keeps crashing. Why do they keep letting Pedigrees. him go it's, I know. He's high. It's because uh, you don't no, want to take your granddad's high. keys away. Oh, uh, I would take his think? keys away? Well, it's the perfect combo then, because mm. he's high and old. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So, so it's those. But my, my mom went, one time went out with a man who had one or took her and a girlfriend up and she was like I thought I was going to meet my maker that day so <laughs> that's a rule but the other rule is motorcycles which is a more interesting story so we were told no motorcycles because my grandpa the my mom's stepdad uh, he had a motorcycle he told us he lost his leg in the war <gasps> but he actually lost his leg oh, in the motorcycle accident in oh, the war no. no not even in the war it wasn't even it wasn't, it even, wasn't even war also, he wasn't even like the right age to have gone to a war like I think maybe he went to Korea maybe, maybe. but really he was just riding a motorcycle and it uh, crashed and he lost his leg um, but he had a spare wooden leg in the corner which is like number one the most memorable thing I remember about him I remember that he drank Jack Daniels mm. he had a dancing a dancing lady tattoo on his forearm that's also I mean could he pop it he could, yeah dance? he could make that her dance that was also from the war exactly yeah. he didn't go to he had like a lot of war ethos for things that like he just liked dive bars was there an anchor an anchor <laughs> well, on the shoulders oh um, yeah no, it, it wasn't a lot. it wasn't a super healthy drinking situation <laughs> but uh, maybe that had something to do with the ours. accident his branding sounds consistent his branding was very consistent. He had a big white mustache. And was he like hair. awesome? He was cool. He wasn't great with kids. Yeah. Like unshockingly. Yeah. But I think if I had known him as an adult, I would have found him really funny. Cool. <laughs> if you had understood that he was probably hung over every single time you were talking to him. Then yeah. 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 Um, I remember though that was my first when he died and we went to his it was like a little funeral but then we had a wake and that was we all did a shot of Jack Daniels and that was m- the first time I had ever tasted any did hard you alcohol. like spit it out immediately no I drank it but what I was like girl. this is rough yeah I, it's I was rough. like 11 it's rough yeah it's that's a lot for an 11 year old palate <laughs> it wasn't a full shot in defense of my family it was not a full shot it was more like a sniff you are part Irish. I, yeah. would, I would I would hope for yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's why we're not allowed. But that has not stopped my brother from riding on a motorcycle. Oh, really? Yeah, and when he lived with me, he fell 
or the motorcycle it <gasps> slid and he got gravel in his jeans or his pants or whatever oh well that's not and the I, same as embedded in his skin no thank god he was wearing jeans jeans yeah. but and wasn't going very fast but oh i just when i no, think about it, it makes me want to ring the his statistics neck. are ridiculous my father had one request and only one right. i think it would have been like heroin fine Motorcycle, not a motorcycle. Not a <laughs> yeah, because he was legit in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and I think he saw a lot of bad news over there with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But I guess I am going to tell my bad, sad story. Do um, it. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, but I'm actually torn. I'll tell you the good story first. Okay. I'm really torn okay. because it actually is. Uh, I love to go fast, so the yeah. speed levels are like in a car, stoppable. Yes, and. Right. The motorcycle is so much better, apparently. And the wind? one of oh, it's supposed to be great. I don't know. And you can go in and out of cars. No, hard that's pass. awesome. Nope. No, not a hard pass for me at all. I would totally dig it. But my friend went to Italy with her very wealthy boyfriend, and they did the whole side of Italy, Capri, and that whole side all the way up to Venice mm-hmm. on motorcycles. Wow! And she said it was life changing. Really? Similar to how when I went in my bioluminescent bay and swam around in oh, that. Oh, bioluminescence that, is life changing. That is life, good stuff. It yeah. was. Yeah life-changing for me and she and I were having the conversation mm-hmm. about bioluminescence she's like no you haven't lived until you've done Italy through the mountains on motorcycles mm-hmm. she's like it was life-changing and ever since then I'm like still sounds life-threatening it is probably Wait, but you know what up, if least. you're good well yeah. I'm never gonna do it because my dad only had one request and as mm-hmm. long as he's alive you can, you can you know, I'm gonna that. do it and because um he'd already forbidden me but when I was in college there was a girl on you know riding tandem with her boyfriend on in tally in tallahassee riding on the back of a motorcycle and some really horrible uh inebriated teen boys Uh. came up behind her in a pickup and they were in the back of the pickup Uh. with a board (gasps) and hit her up the back of the head and you can't do that to somebody in a car yeah, yeah, no, you also shouldn't do that to anyone ever. Ever. Yeah. That's but the awful. point is, yeah, the and yeah. that was it, you know? And that, like, when I was just starting college. Did they college, get charged with murder? Oh, yeah, they okay. all went to jail. Good. It was a big mess. Good. But it's a horrible story, and it's horrible. Yes, horrible. And my father's like, and that's why. And it stays with me to this day. Like, Yikes. to this day. Like, oh, my God, I could get hit with a board if I ever yeah. got on one. That, <laughs> like, so, what were it's they terrible. thinking? Well, they're horrible people. Oh, yeah. my gosh. My mind is blown. I told you it was a bad story. It's a bad story. <laughs> I told you it was a bad story. I'm never going to forget that. I'm going to be trying to go to bed tonight, and that's the story I'm going to think. But that's the visual is so good. Let's just, you know, I... Vespas are fun. Vespas are, oh, I've always <laughs> also, wanted to ride a But Vespa. also not a motorcycle rider, and the only time I've been one, and it wasn't a Vespa, it was like a moped. You know, okay. It wasn't like a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I was in college and um i a friend of mine was supposed to have like been escorting some weird group of exchange exchange students back to the airport and he was like i have this class Mm -hmm. i can't do whatever and i'm like i'm skipping sociology already i'll i'll go ahead and you know i can drive i you know sure i'll do it and he's like oh my god great um we just got to get across i'm like but we got to get across campus whatever he goes oh here my friend mike here will take you on his on his uh Motorcycle on his, and it wasn't a Vespa, it was the a moped. Moped. But anyway, I was like, yeah, sure, okay. Um, so I hop on the back, and you gotta like <gasps> wrap your arms around him. And was nice Mike college cute? boy, he was cute. You know, <laughs> it was good. I was dating someone, so it didn't, you know. But I was like, so it was like a, just a little freebie. That's how cheating happens. So I was like, that's how cheating happens. Right. I was, I was looking and I was touching, but only as required by safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abby's the best of But it was us. great, and it's like campus. How so it, it wasn't real. Up. It wasn't like real 
roads. So mm-hmm. yeah, he could campus. go. So he was like zipping around and it was the sort of like avoid the bollard and avoid the pack of people hitting the library and then up there past the fountain oh, and through the so thing and whatever. And I, I can envision like, it. And I'm sort of like, wee, okay. Abby's shifting her body back and forth. I am. I'm, I'm swallowing. Yeah, I um, love it. And I have to say, I was like, okay, I do see the point. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of get, I get the like, yeah, it is romance and cuddly. Now I do believe those uh, all the covers, all those scenes and all the covers, and I believe the one on the cover of Terry's book when we when we see it's her. It's so cute. It's super cute. So that's the pro motorcycle side. Is like right. It's more do pro it Vespa. safely on a moped and moped. like or a Vespa and they, you know I don't think they go over thirty miles an hour. That so seems safe. There's another. Uh, it's yeah. it's safer. But right. if you're ever hit, stay off the highway. Also, Just they stay have off those the cute little it's scary there. Cute little they come helmets. in fashion colors and they have cute colors. That's I true. would never wear a helmet. Yeah, <gasps> I think wearing a helmet is part Lauren. of how you make it safe. Well, you know yes, what? I, I actually didn't mean that. I meant I'll never wear a helmet on a bike because I didn't grow up in that age. So, <laughs> well, you will now. You'll be pulled right over. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. A, a I mean, lot. it's way more fun to wear no helmet, right. but yeah. you do definitely need to wear a helmet. <laughs> oh, don't tell me you're too young to know the days of no helmets. No, I was raised wearing helmets. I'm too young ah! for that. I didn't wear a helmet when I was riding my bike in college. It is true that I, I don't. Rebelling. I still don't on a bicycle. Yeah, like, on a bicycle. Yeah, that I won't. But and know. I guess I just kicked it over to the Vespa. Hmm. No, I, I don't like wearing a helmet, but it's very important for your skull health. Yes, mm. yes, we're I made all very pro skull health here. <laughs> let at me the put podcast. it. To, let me put it to you this way: we the entire 1980s was spent on a bike, and I never had a helmet, and I'm here. You made it. Yeah, a lot not of people everyone your it. age did. Uh, that's not true. Abby, come on, help me out here. I also made it. We didn't, I mean. <laughs> Our sample set is flawed. Pat, did you make it? Yes, you did. Oh, Pat made it too. Oh, oh, Pat just said he can't ride a bike. Pat just eliminated himself. How do you feel about motorcycles? I've never been on one. I think mm-hmm. I don't think I would because I can't ride a bike. Oh right. yeah, yeah. That that's a problem. Fair. Well, maybe you need to just ride with a nice lady who has a motorcycle, and then you can wrap your arms around her, and it's still snuggly. Very romantic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, shall oh. we call Terry? I think we should. And and by the way, for all of you people who love Vespas and motorcycles, I've always wanted a Harley. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> just wear a helmet. Yeah. Just wear a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> You can wear all the leather you want with it. Just <laughs> exactly. promise I should wear a helmet. Exactly. <laughs> On that note, uh, we're going to be right back with our uh, best-selling author, Terry Wilson. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right. Well, we're back, um, and we have uh, with us today Terry Wilson, best-selling author of our uh, Royally series. Is I think that might be the right one, the Royal series with our Pocket Star imprint. Um, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. So you just kicked off your Royal series with Pocket Star uh, again. Congratulations! All three books Thank in this—I know, right? Mm-hmm. All three books in this series are modern-day retellings of old classic romances. Um, tell us a little bit. I mean, I could tell us about all of them, but I think you do a better job. <laughs> Give us a little hint. Give our listeners a little hint about what all these great books are. Okay. Well, the first one in the series is called Royally Roma. And it's a modern-day retelling of the Audrey Hepburn movie, Roman Holiday. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it has a gender reversal. So the secret royal isn't a princess, it's a prince. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Yeah, and um, the heroine is a graduate student who's a tour guide in Rome, and um, she is about to take her clients, you know, out to see the Colosseum and the Forum and all the Roman sites, and she goes to a luxury hotel to pick up her client, uh, and she mistakes this prince as being her client. Her client. <laughs> oh. so, um, and he's anxious to escape his royal duties because his younger brother, the naughty prince, because it's always the younger royal that's the super mm. bad naughty one. Um, <laughs> he has the all the fun. Yes. The younger brother had gotten you know the family into a big scandal, and Prince Nicola was having to you know clean up the mess. And so he just kind of wanted to get away for a little while, so... <laughs> and then love ensues. Yes, yes. I he love it. The identity of the of her client and goes on a royal tour and craziness happens and <laughs> and love and all sorts of stuff. So well, does he get to ride on the back of her Vespa? We were just talking about the pleasures of uh, riding, riding double tandem. and snuggling up, hanging on to the driver. Yes, that was. That's actually a really big part of the book. Is she won't let him drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't let yeah. my husband drive either. If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, and you know that one's titled "Royally Roma" for all you listeners. It is fabulously fun, and it was just out uh, three twenty-seven this last Tuesday or Monday. Yep, so it's on mm-hmm. sale now. On sale now, and the next one up is "Royally Romanoff" um, out in July. Yes. It's um, it's a modern day, actually, it's kind of not really a retelling because it's hard to do a retelling because it's based on actual history, but it's a modern day story inspired by Anastasia. Ooh, ah, well, cool. why don't we just say the Broadway musical that's soon to <laughs> debut? Yes, I know, good timing, right? It really <laughs> is, actually, and we have, we told all our Salesforce about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is good timing, um, and is there another princess in that one? Um, that one, no, that one, um, the heroine is a curator at the Louvre Museum in Paris. She's mm. the only American on staff, and she's putting together a big art exhibit of Romanov um, Fabergé eggs and just different kind of treasures from the Romanov dynasty. Uh. And uh, the hero is a gentleman who wakes up in the hospital with amnesia, and he oh. doesn't know who he is or what has happened <laughs> to him. Um, but I love an finds- amnesia book. <laughs> I know, I've never I've never written an amnesia story and it was so fun. Oh. It was it was really really fun, but also kind of challenging. I would get these notes from my editor saying, "How does he know this? He has amnesia." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you're right. I forgot." <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Oh, that is um, so funny. So, yeah, his identity is kind of the central mystery of the story cool. because he he has a notebook with like the family tree of the Romanovs trying to you know basically it looks like he was trying to prove that he was Anastasia's grandson when he was uh, uh, left for dead on the streets oh. of Paris. And so he's trying, he enlists the heroine's help to try and figure out who he is. Oh, and she, you know, she doesn't believe him, obviously, because, you know, Anastasia didn't really survive. So anyway, that's yeah. it. I just yeah. well, I still Spoiler hope, alert. I know. I was like, I still hope he turns up royal. <laughs> I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying. Gotta read it. Yep. And then you round out these this fabulously fun series uh, with Royally Wed in November. Yes. Um, I didn't even know it was coming out in November. I don't know oh, well, now you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a retelling of a Fred Astaire musical called Royal Wedding. It's the uh, one where he dances on the ceiling. I love oh, yeah, yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got to listen to our podcast, Terry, where we talk about old movies. Kate loves that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I good. I love Fred Astaire. Did you... Um, 
when you uh, did you love or have a love of old time movies when you were thinking about this series, or did it just kind of fall into place that way? Did you intend? Um, I've always loved old classic movies. I mean, they're some of my favorites. My first romance book and movie that I ever saw was Gone with the Wind. Yes, oh, um, that's the way to Kate's heart. That's a love story, not a romance. But um, <laughs> so I've always had it, and I just love movies in general. I'm a huge movie and book, you know, lover. And I wanted to write Royally Roma just because I loved Roman Holiday so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think it was either my agent or editor's idea to make the other books in the series other movie retellings with royalty. And yeah. so that is when we started, you know, digging around and seeing what we could come up with. And I think my agent was the one who first threw out the idea for Anastasia for the second one, and I was sold immediately because I don't think, I don't know if that's really been done. It was I don't yeah. think it has, actually. Different. Yeah, it was really, really fun to work on. So, um yeah, I mean, I love Breakfast at Tiffany's. I love Casablanca. You know, I love all those old films. Oh, well, it, I think it really made for a really fresh and charming idea for a series. Um, I know that you have another series at Harlequin, and I believe um, it's being made into a Hallmark Channel, some original movies, Unleashing Mr. Darcy, uh, first aired last winter, <coughs> and The Art mm-hmm. of Us is currently in production. Tell us what it's like to be on set and to see one of your actual books become this, you know, really take place in another medium other than a book form. It's completely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's like you're living in an alternate universe. It's just so weird. And before I get into that, though, The Art of Us is um, a book I wrote for Thule Publishing. Oh, I'm sorry. Two different publishers, Mm -hmm. just um, just for the record. I'm glad you Um, said that. Sorry about that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's crazy. I'm going to be on set um, in, actually, next week. I'm going to Canada. (laughs) Do you get to do a cameo? I am. Yay, (laughs) fun. Y'all are the first to know. I haven't even told my mom. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so exciting. So exciting. Hey, nice exclusive reveal for EXO <laughs> oh, right. listeners. Exo. Right. Um, I just found that out like an hour ago. Wow. I, did have a, I had a cameo in Unleashing Mr. Darcy. What were you and it there? Was very, I'm sorry, what? What were you there? Sorry, you were about to tell us and I jumped in. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. I was just a party guest milling around oh. in the background. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and I, I and it wasn't planned. You know, we were just on set, and it was the part of the book or slash movie uh, where they have a big party at Mr. Darcy's country estate, mm-hmm. and um, so there's like party guests mingling in the background. And I uh, I had been on set for like eight or ten hours that day, and the the mansion where we were filming uh, didn't have heat. And all the doors were open, so it was really, really, really cold and damp. And so I didn't look my best, is what I'm getting at. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, all the actors and actresses, you know, have, like, professional hair and makeup, Makeup. and they look amazing. And the director turned to me, and he just said, hey, Terry, do you want to be in your movie? And, of course, I said yes, because, you know, why would I not? You run with it. Uh Yeah. I mean, I didn't care what I looked like. I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) So they just kind of threw me into the scene. So I do kind of look like a mess, but... This time, I got an email, just like I said, an hour ago from my producer, and she told me that the wardrobe department is going to be calling <gasps> me and Yay. telling me what kind of clothes to bring for Yay. my cameo. So, Yay, but, exciting. <laughs> that is I'll be prepared. fantastic. <laughs> I have to say, I love it. And it seems like all authors who get um, their books made into movies seem to be making cameos these days. Um, I forget what I just saw. Um, but they had the author in there. Oh, yes. It's going to kill me. I, I, I know I saw it. So were you, um, did you feel like on Unleashing Mr. Darcy that it 
brought your vision to life? Like, did it still feel like your story at the end of it? Um, or were, um, did they go in different directions? Or how is it to watch that transition? Um, it's interesting because I'm a little, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say I'm more involved this time, but I'm more kind of aware from the beginning of what's going on because I've worked with basically, the, it's the same production team, mm-hmm. same people that we did, you know, for Unleashing Mr. Darcy. So I kind of know everyone more this time. So I'm more aware of what's happening before I get on set. Last time, I had no idea what to expect until I arrived on set. And, um, you know, the, the book takes place in London. The movie, for the movie, they moved it to America, and I did not know that when oh, I got on set. Oh, surprise. So, no, and I, I mean, I knew who Mr. Darcy, had, I knew who had been cast as Mr. Darcy. It's mm-hmm. Ryan Pavey. He's on General Hospital, and he's insanely handsome. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Movie. As you should It's worth be. watching just to see him <laughs> um, and hear him talk. He has a beautiful voice. So I knew who he was. Um, but, you know, I assumed that he was going to have a British accent because, I mean, right. he, yeah. my character was British. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I arrived, I was late, my flight was late, and so they took me directly from the airport to the set, and they were in the middle of filming a scene when I got there. And, it, like I said, it was we, the whole three days I was there, it was all the scenes that were filmed at Mr. Darcy's big estate. And mm. so we're at this big mansion, and there's all these gorgeous cars out in front, like a Lamborghini and, uh, I mean, all these, you know, it, beautiful luxury automobiles and i'm i have a little headphones on and i'm listening to ryan talk and he has this beautiful delicious voice it's like syrup um, <laughs> but, but american but there was no british accent i was thinking in my head i was like oh my gosh he's so charming this is so perfect but you know his british accent needs a little bit of work <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't sound british at all um but then i started looking around at all those luxury cars and realized they all had new york license plates and we were in the middle of canada <laughs> yeah and you're like <laughs> so i it- said um yeah have we moved our story and that's when i found out it had been moved to the united states and that is actually the only really huge change between mm-hmm. the movie and the book um but, you know, my producer kept telling me, you know, Terry, it's going to be different because, you know, there are some spicy scenes in my books and, you know, it's Hallmark Channel. <laughs> yeah, so yes. everything's, you know, very wholesome and everything's very sweet. Mm-hmm. So, but she kept telling me, she said, I think you're going to be happy with the final product because it's still going to be the spirit of your story, even if it's not exactly your story. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I realized after I got to read the script in its entirety and after I saw the movie that that was the exact right way of putting it. Because even though it's not identical to the book and there are some differences, it's very much the same story. And the screenwriter was great because even in the scenes that she added that weren't in the book at all, she took little bits and pieces from details from oh, scenes that I had written. That's yeah. wonderful. Nice. That's actually a really thoughtful oh, treatment. Of her. Oh my gosh, I wrote her a thank you note because mm-hmm. I I was really, yeah, I was really touched and I thought that that was really unexpected. So right. um, I have not read the script for The Art of Us yet, the new movie. Um, so mm-hmm. Well, I, you'll knows? find out next week. And now my fingers I, are crossed for Royally Roma because <laughs> the third time's a charm, you know. Right. <laughs> I know, I know, but I really, really, really want them to do it in Rome if we do Rome. Well, right. <laughs> Like I said, hard my thing, to switch the location on. Yeah, that don't set exactly. it. Send it yeah. to where's like Rome, New York, York or Rome, exactly. Ohio, or wherever. There's another Rome. <laughs> yeah, Rome, There's... Paris, Texas, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm really crossing my fingers for you. You know, um, you tend to do uh, a lot of foreign settings. What was your favorite, and did you have to do any quote quote research mm. for that? Um, well, I love to travel. It's one of my favorite things. So um, that is why I actually write a lot of foreign settings, because I like to go. Every time I go on a vacation 
or go somewhere, I just get really inspired usually to write a story. Um, gosh, it's hard. London. I always say that London is my favorite city in the world, and the book I'm writing right now, Royally Wed, is, takes place in London. Uh. Um, and I'm going there in December with my friend, Julia London. Oh, I love <laughs> Julia! I, I know. I keep saying we're going to London because there's not a city named Wilson. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yet. <laughs> yes. Um, but so we're going there in December because we both wanted to see London at the holidays. And it'll oh. be like my fourth trip there and my son studied there. So I always say that that's my favorite city. But that being said, I think my favorite book that I've written in a foreign city is probably Royally Romanoff because that one takes place in Paris Mm -hmm. and um, it was just really really fun to write it is hard to beat Paris for romance I gotta say yeah it really is I know I went there last year for a romance book festival they invited me it was called the Les Romantiques Festival (laughs) (laughs) and um, it was just fabulous and so I started writing Royally Romanoff right after I came home from that trip and so, so it, was great. it really was you were inspired Absolutely. by your setting how nice is there oh, any sure. is there any place you've been that um maybe sort of off the beaten path romance wise but that you'd long to set a book there one day um that is a good question i do have i did in early in my career i wrote five books set in alaska at a dog oh. sled race oh, I volu- yeah i volunteered at the iditarod trail dog sled race three years in a row wow wow so um i i do have several books set there which is not your typical romance setting but no. it was really fun <laughs> <laughs> i hear there's a high proportion of men in alaska though men to women there are, yes. There I are. was about to say, and they're very they rugged are. and handsome, but there was a pause. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, because it's weird when I look at, like, my Facebook friends. I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of the dog mushers and mm-hmm. stuff that mm-hmm. I met in Alaska. I have a really weird, unusual, diverse readership. I mean, the weirdest <laughs> people read my romances, and some of them are rugged Alaskan dog measures. I Excellent. love it. You just get more and more interesting. <laughs> well, before we jump to our dirty, uh, or no, our dirty confessions. No, no true, true confessions. confessions. Sorry, I want them to be dirty. <laughs> I know, and they're not that dirty, really. They're not, they're really not. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you know this yet, but I want to uh, close our interview portion with Royally Roma was just selected as an Amazon Romance Best of the Month pick for April. So congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, I just found that out like 30 minutes ago. Okay, good. No, it's a sure. big news day. It yeah. is a big news day. Well, it's a great book, and it doesn't surprise me at all. So congrats on that one. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, so for our first question, salty or sweet? Sweet. Uh, Heels or flats? Heels. Mountain or beach? I like it. I like a good novelty wedge. Oh <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And what romance lady doesn't? No, no, you can carry yes, it off. I have some Kate Spade wedges that look like ice cream trucks, <gasps> and they're like my favorite shoes. Wow, oh, they sound so bad. <laughs> please send yeah. a picture. We will put it in the post with exactly. this. Exactly. Oh, I will. I will. Excellent. <laughs> um, mountains or beach? Beach. Yeah. Paper or ebook? Oh. Well, I feel like I should say ebook. <laughs> the Royals is an e series, but I do, I do read both actually. I mean, mm-hmm. I like paper just because sometimes when I look at a screen all day, it's nice yeah. to you know look at a paper book. But mm-hmm. I do have an iPad that I read you know with a Kindle app, and I like it because you can buy books and have them instantaneously. Right, nothing like instant gratification. Yeah. And right. if mm-hmm. you travel as much as you do, I would imagine it's probably 
economical. Preferable for flying to glamorous, inspirational cities. Or bobsledding. <laughs> or for bobsledding. Yeah, you don't want a paper book when you're on the Iditarod. It's way too hard. <laughs> it is. It is, but I also have this really weird habit of buying books at airports. I do, too. I love buying books at airports. I do, too. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll buy, like, the biggest, hardest, hardback Mm -hmm. that you don't need to be dragging all over the world, but I do anyway. I I mean, my friends make fun of me for it. They're Mm -hmm. like, did you buy a hardback at the airport? And I'm like, yeah, you know. (laughs) If it it makes you feel any better, I'm all paper all the time, and I will already have three in my suitcase, and buy another. Like, I can't help it. I like leaving them behind as you yes, travel. I, like I do too. It I'm makes me feel along. like you're buying the hardcover, but then you're giving someone a gift somewhere. A free book. Yes. I do that too. I went to Scotland with three writers for a writing retreat. We rented a cottage in mm. the Scottish Highlands, and I bought, um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Sarah Gruen or Sarah oh, yeah. Green. Sarah Gruen. She had a, Sarah Gruen. A lo- yeah, she had like a Loch Ness Monster book. Hmm. Oh, and it was out in hardback at the airport when I was on the way to Scotland, and so I bought it and I read it on the way, and then I left it there. Yeah, that's the best. How could you not? I have to ask, who are you in the cottage with? What are Um, the writers? Well, actually, I was with um, Karen Hawkins, another pocket author. Karen, yeah, I was with Karen Hawkins and um, Julia London. We're really good friends. We travel a lot. I was like, you're with Dinah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I Julia. <laughs> I call her Julia. I'm one of the only people who calls her by her pin name. I guess. What? Because I, I know. I call her by... I, but, you know, she also has all these other nicknames, too, which I'm not going to out her on right. the podcast. Oh, no, you can't. Uh-huh. Some things are sacred. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But every time I'm with her and someone else, she has, like, a different name. I'm like, what? Are you, like, in the witness protection program or what? <laughs> right. so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> road trip food. What, road, what's what is, your favorite road trip food? Um, Twizzlers. Oh. Uh, I recently heard that Ryan Gosling loves Twizzlers. They're uh, his favorite. So if I ever run into him, like, accidentally, I'll be prepared. (laughs) Yes, you want to have some on hand to make that meat cute happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Can you name one turn on and one turn off of yours? Oh, my gosh. I forgot this question. (laughs) (laughs) I've got one turn on and one turn off. Well, I mean, when you said turn on, cupcakes are what immediately sprang to mind. Oh, then that's a fair (laughs) answer. Sure. (laughs) I'm not, uh, that's just like popped into my head. And uh, turnoffs, um, people who are mean. I yeah, like niceness. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. If you could uh, get ban one word from the English language, what would it be? Um, oh, boobs. 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 Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know that I say boobs. Maybe do you, I do. Do you have a preferred um, nickname boobs. for uh, your uh, upper lady bits? Oh my god! Upper lady bits. Heard what is upper lady bits is my new one. Exactly. <laughs> I give that yeah. to you with with grace. I mean, I, I guess I usually call them the girls. Yeah, you know, girls. I mean, not not like in a book. I don't. You say the girls. Romance novel. Yeah. that would be awful. Yes, they do. I've read two um, two romance novels this week where the word boobs was like the word. Hmm. Really? And I, yeah, yeah. Right. and it just so took me out of the moment in the book i was like what yeah. you can't call them boobs it doesn't feel yeah. romantic so that's why to me that's no. fresh in my head right and, and if the you could task. pay someone to do one task for you like a chore for the rest of your life what would it be easy go to my doctor's appointments 
Oh, no, I've said that before. No, but that's true. They're a big pain in the neck and all the waiting because they're never on time, right? Never. Yeah, and I'm always worried there's going to be something horribly wrong with me. I'm such a nervous wreck when I get it. It would be great if I could assign that test. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our last question might actually be the toughest for you, and it's what's your favorite romantic movie? Well, obviously, it's Unleashing Miss Darcy. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yes. Shameless. An Shameless, excellent. and I love it. An excellent choice. <laughs> okay. I can't pick my own movie, right? <laughs> yes, you can you do can. whatever you want. Okay, that's my favorite. Okay. I, I would have picked I would have picked my own. Exactly. I would have picked mine. Right, yeah, you have many, to. For uh, those of us who don't get movies, yeah, I was just gonna say. you have to step up. <laughs> well, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. You were completely delightful. And make sure everyone go out and get Royally Roma out this past Monday. Yep. Bye, Terry. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye-bye. Terry. Bye, Terry. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we're back. Terry is so lovely. I'm so glad she joined us today. I'm going to have to DVR that. Oh, I know. You know what? I really want to see it, too. Yeah. And I want to go to Rome. I know. Well, we all do. <laughs> yeah. And in that note, Diana is going to be joining us uh, for our, our game <laughs> about <laughs> Roman trivia. Yeah, so um, I thought it would be fun to ask you a little questions about Rome and where royally Roman I'm ready. Place. Um, so this is kind of a lot like a softball. Now, have you guys, before we start, have you guys been to Rome? Yes. Do you know you have advantage? I've no. not been to Rome. Yes. You've never been? No, I've been to Venice and um, Florence, but I've never made it that far down. I should. Rome's awesome. I've never yeah, it wasn't it. my favorite place. All right, Diana and I are going to Rome. You guys are on your own. Okay, fine. Um, okay, softballs. Who is the goddess of love in Roman mythology? Aphrodite. Nope, that's Greek. Juno. Venus. Venus. Um, also <laughs> Cupid, weirdly. And who is the goddess of marriage? Hestia. Um, Vesta. False. Marriage. Hera. False. Also, I think. Diana. No. Oh, she's got us war. Yeah. No. um, That's Athena. And arts and crafts. All right, whatever. It's Juno. Juno. That one was Juno. Okay. um, So, central Rome has three different key areas of particular historic interest. One is the area around the Colosseum. One is the Vatican. And what's the third? The Spanish steps. The steps. Uh, but that whole area is the called Pantheon. something. The Pantheon. Parthenon. No. The Parthenon? Parthenon? Trevi Fountain. Um, the Latin Quarter. The Senate. Oh. The Senate. It's, yeah, it's like similar to the Latin Quarter, but that's not it. It's the like Spanish Quarter? Name. The Vatican. No, oh. she said that. That was the other one. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's the, the Roman, the Apennines. We don't know. It's we the don't Piazza know. de Pupo, also called the Trident. Oh, so Trident. This is where it has the Spanish Steps oh. and the Castle. And the, the Trevi Fountain. Fountain. Pope Summer Residence. All the Roman holiday part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, the Pantheon, as someone mentioned, is one of Rome's oldest standing structures. What does Pantheon mean? It means all of the gods. Yep. Uh, Exactly. All right. Kate is smoking this game. Um, Two more. Rome has many brilliant and or insane leaders. Yes. Who was the first king of Rome? First? Mm. Oh, Tyrus? Romulus? Tiberius? Yeah, Romulus. God, I'm crushing it. What you about Remus? Are... He didn't get to be the king? That's what I said. I think he killed no. their brothers. I think they killed him. Okay, no, I'll read it to you. Was oh. the, the Legend, I'll read it to you. Legend has it that twins Romulus and Remus were sons of Vestal Virgin who had been seduced by Mars, the god of war. And the king, their uncle, ordered the newborn babies to be killed. So a servant left them in the woods, but he, they were ended up they ended up being raised by a she-wolf. 
when they grew older, Romulus and Remus helped settle the city that became Rome. Yep. They had a fight, as always, and Romulus oh, won brothers. and was crowned first king of Rome. Boom! Okay, last know. thing. Um, the papal Swiss guards are the official guards of the Pope and the Vatican. In order to become a Swiss guard, what qualifications must you have? You must be over 18. Catholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Must Single. Flat, you must be flatten. unmarried. Or unmarried is correct. Oh, oh interesting. Um, and like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You're close with the Latin, not with the pizza. Um, <laughs> um, all right, uh, it's speak Greek. Native Italian. It's not native Italian. It's Latin. It's got to no. be Latin. Well, the main thing is that you have to be a, a Swiss citizen. So oh, you have to be. You really oh, do Swiss have to be Swiss. Yeah. So um, it's difficult to actually find like all of the qualifications, but you have to be a male. You have to be Swiss. You have to be Catholic. You have to be unmarried and over 174 centimeters tall. Oh wow! Um, and a lot of sources state that you must also be able to speak four languages and you must be proficient in two martial arts. Whoa! They have to wear those weird little pants, though. I'm not qualified in any way. <laughs> like, for yeah, job. but they that might be hot. That belies no, their not hot. their martial. It's not, hot. not in the outfit. Uh, no, but if you're super oh, under the outfit, do martial arts and speak four languages, it keeps you, you yeah, That's true. That's so, you know? that's, but unfortunately, they have to stay unmarried. For only well, their time doesn't mean they can't bone. That's well, true. that's true. They don't have to be virgin. They don't have to I be. Guess, are are you sure? Celibate. They didn't say virgin. Yeah, they didn't say celibate. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. That's true. Good one. And way Good to crush job, it. I guess Abby and I are buying. I know. Yeah. Yes. I haven't had a victory totally in a long time. Eight faces. Yeah, you needed it. I needed it. <laughs> you needed it. You needed a little perking Good up. trivia, though. Those were those That were was good. awesome, good Diana. Job, Diana. Yeah, thanks. All right. Well, will everyone go out and get Royally Roma? Go visit Rome. Yep. Don't ride motorcycles. Amazon best of for month of April. Absolutely. Uh, and remember, uh, visit xoxoafterdark.com for all our special free reads and great content and i'll just say uh make sure you start visiting us fridays we have a little secret that we're about ready to unveil for you so stop by the site and remember the best conversations happen after dark dark.